Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Four Podcast. Very excited to do another pod for you guys today. We uh, have our first ever guest on the pod. Before we get to that, uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host PJ. What's going on, man? Hey, man. It's finals watch day five. Finals preview and. Uh, uh, we have our good friend Will Ducey of the On the Rocks Sports Podcast. Pete, or, uh, Deuce, what's going on, man? What's up, dude? Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I'm just here because we're talking Denver Nuggets off season, right? Well, yep. I'm hoping we can at least touch on that a little Gallo, bit. Uh, Gallo, <laughs> declined his option. Uh, he did, yeah. But no, I'm ex- I'm excited to come on and talk talk finals, dude. I'm so afraid of the uh, Timberwolves throwing money at. Gallinari, I could see it happening. Tibbs is like, Rose. I can make that guy. I can make that guy into a defender. I can make D Rose and Gallinari just the centerpieces of a, a Timberwolves dynasty. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm banking on Tibbs uh, throwing out some bad contracts to make me feel a lot better about dealing with the T Wolves for the next decade. So. Well, I think it's gonna happen. So hey, yeah, I'm gonna hear. have to wait too long. <laughs> but uh, you know, well, you know. Maybe uh, maybe we'll have to bring you on this offseason once the finals is over with and we do some more Nugs talk. But talk about the finals today. Um, I think that all of us, I'm going to try to, I, I, I hope I'm speaking for all of us. We're going to try to keep as much bias out of this as possible. There's not a lot of uh, love towards the Warriors um, even though I, I mean, they're, uh, they're really good. But I'm going to start off with a question that, uh, a lot of people are, have been throwing around just because the Warriors are still undefeated. Any chance they sweep and go sixteen or no? Yeah, there's uh, a chance. I mean, yeah, go go for it, Peach. There's a chance. I, uh, I mean, I don't see it like out of the realm of possibility. They just shoot the Cavs out of the gym, but um, I don't think LeBron will allow it. I, I mean, if LeBron like hurt his ankle game one. I think there's a really good chance, but so if if Braun is healthy, zero percent chance is what you're saying. I still wouldn't say zero. I mean, but I'd give it maybe a like a fifteen. Yeah, I'm. I've. I mean, last week I was toying with the idea of like four, maybe five, but I'm honestly at zero percent chance. Just like looking at how good the the Cavs are, have been offensively, mixed with mixed with having LeBron. I mean, I think. I think there's a chance it's like five game series, but no way Braun gets swept in the finals, right? I mean, that's what I think too. I Golden State, I mean, they could get hot for a four game four game stretch, but even when K Love and uh, Kyrie were out two two finals ago, I mean, I know they didn't have Kevin Durant at that time, but still, like they won two games in that scenario. I I don't see a way if <laughs> with this team three. being healthy, they won. Yeah, they, I mean, they were right there in the third game. Uh, I mean, they should have won game one. They should have been up that series three zero. So I I I don't see it happening either. But uh, I want to talk about Steve Kerr a little bit too. Uh, Deuce, do you think that it? matters at all that he's not coaching do you think that that's actually going to hurt the Warriors or do you think at this point it's and I know we've talked about this a little bit already Peach but uh I don't know I can't I can't really make my mind if it's a big deal or not yeah I mean it's it's pretty hard as like a you know a fan observing to know exactly what extent the coaches you know affect the game I think obviously from a game planning standpoint Steve Kerr is going to be heavily involved still so like 
on that end, you know, no big deal. And I think what made Steve Kerr great is implementing that offense that the Warriors are clearly, you know, so so good at. Um, so I honestly don't think it matters that much. Maybe in, like, late-game execution or, like, you know, connecting with the players, like, to get Clay going at some point. I don't know. I mean, Steve Kerr is so good emotionally with the guys that they definitely miss that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still four – you know, three should be maybe four all NBA players like operating Steve Kerr's offense, you know. Peace, do you think that too? Yeah, I mean we kind of talked about it last couple episodes and yeah, it's been basically where I've I've landed on it and I think you know, with Mike Brown, yeah, I think the late game stuff and some of that could be where Steve Kerr might, you know, need be needed a little bit, but I mean I think they'll just if you know, like you were saying deuce with with clay i think a lot of that that stuff's gonna just be baked into their game plan and i think you know worst case if mike brown gets overwhelmed it's just like all right just give it to steph or kd and then like just try to win win it based on that (laughs) i think that's a a pretty nice uh worst case scenario you just let those two dudes try to create something well it's interesting that you guys keep bringing it or you both brought up clay because I know that his shots are down from the regular season, but the I mean the guy has been taking wide open looks and he's still clanking and shooting thirty eight percent from the field. Mm-hmm. So like I is do you really think that it's shot selection that's the problem there? Do you think it's just no. mental? It's just not I making mean, shots. Yeah, and Clay even look I mean, obviously he has a pretty nice percentage from three, you know, throughout his career, but he's always been pretty streaky. I mean Clay when he gets hot, he's maybe the best shooter in the NBA, and like he goes through streaks like this. So it's but it's it's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> like I, the dude yeah. drops sixty points and you know dribbles the ball like eleven times or whatever that stat is, but then he he's averaging fourteen points a game, and it seems to just kind of be an afterthought in the offense. Of this well, it's just like it's in the flow of the offense, but he's just not taking a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but I don't I know. I, I with. Uh, I was just gonna say I think you're good with him. Like it's it's they gotta get him going early, uh, just to see what it, like what you can rely on from him. I think he's like dude's saying he is he is streaky at points. Um, I think the best way is like get him early, get some easy looks for him, let him see a few go in, and then you know throughout the course of the game you know, run your normal offense. But I think if you make him kind of a, a factor in the the first and the first quarter at least that you know at least you know he'll be engaged on on the offensive end um, obviously he's a huge asset for them defensively and he does a lot there that gets overlooked and so he's not a minus player by any means but um yeah it'd be nice to see his his offensive game at least return to what we we normally expect from him well do you think that it matter or do you think that the Cavs are going to do a similar thing with K-Love like that's what they went through the regular season was get K-Love going in the first because they know that LeBron and Kyrie are going to be taking over the fourth I feel I I I think that I see besides uh K-Love's other skills like outlet passes and a lot of rebounding I just I I think they're going to try to get him going quick in the first and then you're not going to see a lot of them yeah I I don't See, but like, yeah. In the end, it like once the game gets to the fourth, it it's a whole different style. You, it's just your best players with the ball. Um, 
So yeah, it is it is kind of important to to get those other guys scoring early. Try to save LeBron and Kyrie's legs. Uh, kind of going late and let them pick their spots where they want to score. They're both you know smart enough guys to know when they it's time for them to take over. Right. Ultra. I think you I think you mentioned this last week, but Clay literally got the Warriors to the finals last year. So like we're all talking about Clay's struggles right now. I mean. There's definitely a chance dude just wins them a game or two. Just from, yeah. you know, because Clay can just hit 10 threes. So yeah. it's, that'll be interesting to see. And like going back to the can, the Warriors sweep, it's like we have th- three pretty much elite offensive players on the Cavs. Like I, I, I got to assume at least once, like Kyrie or K Love has like a one of those three point barrage games where it's just like, one of those guys is going to get a game for the Cavs, and like the same thing could be said for the you know the Warriors too. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I it'll, be, the, it'll be interesting. I think the, I think the Warriors could definitely sweep if Clay's shooting like sixty. Like if he like, you get two crazy Clay games though. Like, I I could see them. That that's like a, a going back to that first point. I think they could definitely sweep if Clay's just going ham. I mean, like, <laughs> well, I just, yeah, like, yeah, there's if, nothing you can do, like, if, at that if point. Clay, if Clay is shooting 45% and yeah. he's, he's getting close to 20 points a game, it's going to be, it's going to be tough because they, I, I, I watched game six yesterday and uh, of last year's finals and the Cavs defense is really good. Like they just close out so quick. And when JR is playing motivated defense, they they just look like a different team, and now they have even more depth at that position. And while Kyle Korver doesn't give them a ton on the defensive end, um, if he can give Jr. a spell, and then Iman doesn't like Iman got a ton of minutes in Game Six, Game Seven last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and it's like he's not he's barely even playing in the playoffs now. Like he's getting 10, 12 minutes a game tops, and Korver's eating up a lot of those minutes. So I, I, I think the bench is a, is a big thing to watch, and we'll, we'll get to some role players and, and kind of who we see being a, kind of an X factor in this series, kind of under the radar later. But, uh, no, a good point about Clay because he uh, – I keep waiting for the Clay game this playoffs, but the Warriors have just beat the shit out of everyone. They haven't really needed it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> who, so who, who, do you, who was mainly chasing around Clay last year? Was it mostly JR and then Shump? Yeah, a lot, a lot of JR, but, I mean, there's so much switching going on. Like, both teams were like, we're just going to switch everything for the mm-hmm. most part. So, I mean. And it was I Richard. Mean, Richard Jefferson was on him, too. Yeah, well, R- Richard Richard Jefferson got a ton of run last year, too. He played yeah. he played a ton of minutes. And he played, I mean, probably doesn't mean much, but in the Christmas game where the Cavs beat the Warriors, uh, Richard Jefferson had, a, had played a ton of minutes. He had a couple, like, he got teed up for winking at the Warriors in that game after he posterized somebody. <laughs> I don't remember who it was. And he's he's had a bad playoffs, though. I don't really see uh, RJ getting a ton of run against the, the Warriors, but um, it'll be interesting to see who they start out on Clay, though, and who, Le- who LeBron is right. spending a lot of time guarding, if they're going to hide I mean, him on Draymond to conserve his energy on the offensive yeah. end, or if they're going to play him a lot on KD. Yeah. I mean, think I think so. you have. I mean, maybe you can get away with it a little, but um, yeah, I don't. I really don't see a way that you can just let yeah. KD go more than like a, a minute with without LeBron on him. Like, I would almost just have those two. Like, if I'm LeBron, I'm mirroring uh, 
KD's minutes. Like, and then you know I've. Yeah. Oh, that, I think like he's, a, I, I think he's I gonna play a lot more minutes than. I mean, I think he does too, but I think like there's no scenario where KD can be on the court and LeBron can't. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just oh, that's just asking so much of LeBron to guard, you know, yeah. KD. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I guess if you're well, throwing and, Jr. on KD, you're you know you're giving him a free jump shot every time. I mean, that's fucking Kevin right. Durant. So, but maybe that means that they'll give. Maybe that that's going to force them to play a little bit bigger and just have a bigger guy that can play on the perimeter, like. Richard Jefferson, like maybe he's gonna end up getting more minutes just so he can match up with Kevin Durant. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's gonna be a huge thing to watch because it's not Harrison Barnes that you can just leave out there on an island now. Like you gotta, mm-hmm. gotta have someone, yeah. some dude out I, there. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna one hundred percent. I mean, the Cavs are gonna give the open jump sh- the open jump shot to the fourth and fifth guys or the fifth guy, um, fourth and fifth guy when they're staggering their lineups and. I mean, last year Harrison Barnes was missing the shots. Like in the playoffs, the you know the Celtics, Marcus Smart was missing their their shots every game except the game that he was better than LeBron. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just gonna see this year. Like if Draymond so Green shoots fifty percent from three, like yeah, it's you know, I mean, what are you gonna do? You have to you have to let Draymond Green shoot, and if he beats you, he beats you. And Zaza, let Zaza, <laughs> nothing easy. Dude, I'm gonna be so mad if JaVale McGee has a good game this finals. Like, <laughs> he will. He's gonna have at least one good one. But I, I really, I, w- I would love to see Tristan Thompson put him in his place a little bit. Oh, Dude, freeze. I mean, the the Nuggets lead the league in X players winning championships. So like, seeing JaVale come away with one is gonna, yeah, not gonna be fun. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel. I'm sorry, man, but uh, it might happen. That's gonna be something. What, what about Iguodala? talk about guys that you never Ig- thought would win a championship, let alone play, get minutes on a championship team? It's safe to say he's got to be number one of all time. Right place, right time. Kwame Brown. I mean, when he's out there, they just throw him lobs because they're like bored. They're like, "This will be funny to like get Javale some buckets." I mean, that's how I honestly feel. Like, I will give have him to play real basketball with him. I'll give him a little credit in that he did kind of embrace that like i don't i'm not very good at anything so i'm just gonna run the floor really hard and get putbacks and alley-oops and stuff which is like it's like a very poor man's deandre jordan mm-hmm. and like i get it good i mean it just uh it would have been nice if he could have like, he could have carved himself out a much nicer career had he kind of embraced that a while ago yeah I mean, he's gonna—he like you said—he's gonna probably have a game where he's getting some looks and getting a lot of easy lob finishes. So, uh. there are Go a lot of X, there are a lot of X <laughs> Nuggets on this. I just realized that when you said that, there's a lot of X Nuggets in this series. <laughs> You've got Javale, Jr., Iggy. Here, you cut out uh, a little bit there, PJ. Yeah, what you say? Nah, nah. I was just saying uh, about the X Nuggets point. There's a lot like there's Iggy, Jr., Javale. Um, who else? Oh, you're, one more. Oh, are you talking X Nuggets? Yeah, the, yeah, on the yeah. There, dude. I mean, what? The, yeah, there's a few. There's at least there's um, like yeah. <laughs> there's a couple there. So that's what are you gonna do? Hey, man, you're just you're just giving them the foundation. Yeah, the, our developmental staff is clearly excellent. Um, 
Andre Iguodala is my least favorite player in the NBA. More on that later. <laughs> oh, jeez, I didn't know that. Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> I wonder if it has anything to do with them going from the high altitude to playing not in the high altitude. It's easier then. Yeah, I think you just see everything you're not supposed to do as an organization and just take that to your next, you know, your next job and just improve on, you know, where you were at before. So that might be it. <laughs> so maybe it's more you're saying it's more of a mental thing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Well, I was trying to go the I was trying to not throw too many haymakers there at the Nuggets, but hey. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I've successfully hijacked this in a Nuggets talk twice, so I'll try to be chill. <laughs> I'm sh- I have no no question in my mind that will it won't be the last time we talk about the Nuggets today, but uh but so a lot of a lot of these scenarios that we're talking about, like if you know if so and so happens, if the Cavs don't do this, they're going to lose. Uh, if the Warriors put it together, they're going to sweep. It kind of hinges on Steph being Steph, though. And Steph hasn't been Steph in the finals, the last two finals. He's been he's been really bad uh, by his you know by his uh, compared to his uh, normal output. And, uh, you know, Kyrie's had his number. And, like, Kyrie just loves to go against him. Like, if you've watched the last two finals, even the one game they played two years ago, Kyrie just, like, eats this shit up. Like, he's he gets that matchup against Steph, and he's just – he just attacks him. And it's so fun to watch. But, I mean, last year, Steph uh, put up 22-4-3 and and shot 40% from the field in the finals. This this year in the playoffs, he's averaging 31-7-5. and on 47% from three and 56% from the field. Uh, so if you see that version of Steph, yeah, I mean, unless Kevin Durant just just yeah. uh, completely falls off a cliff, there's just I don't see I don't see the the Warriors losing this series. But if Kyrie can keep putting up the number he's put the numbers he's putting up, which is 62%. Uh, uh, from the field and uh, 50, he shot 50% from three uh, last series against the Celtics then hey they're, he's playing the best best basketball of the playoffs thus far and anything could happen but what I guess Deuce what uh, what about this series or what about this matchup between these two guys are you going to be looking forward to, to the most and uh, who yeah. do you think is going to come out on top I guess I, I mean my my kind of impression is for Cavs fans and proxy Cavs fans like myself, um, you know you have to be as a, you know you have to be scared of how well Steph is playing because we because you know NBA fans we haven't seen Steph last year. There's the whole quote unquote you know injured injury versus unhealthy uh, thing with him last year, and then of course two years ago he had a very hot and cold finals, and that was you know before his wild wild season last year. So. I kind of expect to have for Steph to have a huge finals and um, just based on the hate he's gotten for his last two performances and I honestly think Steph um, Steph might play a lot better and um, and might have another gear against Kyrie that we haven't seen before so um, that's kind of how I'm leaning but like I, I expect Kyrie to have a great series too because he's shown on the biggest stage how good he is Peach, what do you think? I mean, I'm just gonna say that if you I don't know if you guys saw Kyrie after they clinched game five. 
uh, when they were they were yeah, interviewing Yeah, I LeBron. saw it. Like, dude. Like he's ready. They were interviewing Ty Lue, I think. It was Ty Lue, yeah. It was Ty Lue. But I want that. That's just like every morning I've woken up, I'm like, oh, we're a day closer. And I'll just kind of do that, my impression of Kyrie right there. Um, I, I think Kyrie's going to have himself a, a ball game, have himself a series. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I think the, the thing with Steph, though, is that you've definitely seen Katie come out and uh, – come back and, and you know Steph kind of got his swagger back um it's been prop a bunch but I think those those two have figured out a way to for them both to play together and, and to both get their looks get their numbers um but I do think how the Cavs defend Steph is um it's been effective um and yeah I think Ky- Kyrie definitely has shown an ability to actually defend Steph more than you know, he probably shows in, in most games. Like, he actually – there's definitely an extra notch he, he goes to, uh, I think, for sure, when, when the, they're playing the Warriors. Um, I don't know who I could say right now who I think would win that matchup between those two. Um, you know, preferably, I, uh, preferably my boy Kyrie is – I mean, is I, I have a <laughs> – I got to disagree with d- – for what part? Yeah, I've uh, I've got to disagree with Deuce a little bit on this one. Um, mostly just because, like, b- before you show me something on the finals, like I'm just not gonna believe it. And Steph has had some nice games, especially last year uh, in uh-huh. the Warriors Game Four victory that he had, like a you know dropped thirty and shot well from the field, and he shot well in a couple losses. But the guy just hasn't done anything. Like I, <laughs> hey Levar Ball, <laughs> chill out over there. <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you, man. Like until until Steph shows me that he can actually play how he's capable of playing in the finals. I just don't believe it. Yeah. I just think he I think he's a choke artist in the finals. Until he can actually <laughs> turn it around and do something. Like <laughs> I hey, mean, two two time MV, two time MVP, uh you, you like you should be getting especially now, this season, no excuses. Like there's no question he's healthy. He's been more rested now. They've had a ton of rest, just like days off going into the finals. Like don't yeah. play the injury card, don't play the uh I, I just I Come on, man! Like yeah. this is you gotta nut up or shut up. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, that's you're not wrong. He's had two bad finals. I'm just I'm I'm kind of expecting that to flip this year. Um, I'm kind of just expecting a big performance. And if he doesn't he's show capable out this of year, doing it. I if, yeah I get that. If he doesn't show out this year, then like that take you had is just even more legit. I mean, um, there's no doubt he's disappointed. So I'm just, I mean. Obviously, we've all soured on the Warriors, and like two years ago, I loved Steph, and now I'm just like whatever. Um, but yeah, I think the NBA, the NBA world, the NBA fan base needs to see Steph step up, or he's going to take a lot of heat again, even if they do win. Could you could you say it all though that like LeBron and just how, kind of his presence? Because I mean, there are times where yeah, I mean, in the first few finals, like there were moments where, and LeBron's done this to any you know, point guard, any guard that's, you know, been the dominant player on the team is just take them out. Like, did Derek Rowe, like, you know, when the counts, like, he found his way onto those guys. Um, 
Now, this series, you have him where he's probably not going to be able to do that as much because he's going to have to be on Durant the entire time. But, I mean, when I kind of look at those two finals, it's and his lack of performance, his drop-off there, I think some of that has to be the, the LeBron piece as well. Yeah, I <laughs> I didn't catch all what you said, but... Oh, no. um, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Move um, on. Move on. I think the real question we need to answer is like there would 100% be a sweep if it was Lonzo or LaMelo in instead of Steph. <laughs> right? Is that, something we, is that something we can all agree on? <laughs> and I mean a sweep in the, in the Warriors' favor. favor. Oh, no, no question. I mean, so quick, <laughs> quick, uh, quick side note is uh, today it was reported, I forget who, so I'm sorry, reported that uh, he turned down, LeVar and Lonzo turned down $10 million offers from Nike, Under Armour, and Adidas. $10 million. It's a lot of cash. Mm, yeah, I mean, my I've kind of had the same stance with Lavar, um, um, in general, and I think him actually keeping his own agency as far as the shoe deal stuff and like creating his own brand, like the aspect of not necessarily taking the f- you know first offer you get and kind of controlling your own destiny. I think that's pretty cool. I think the brand sucks. I think the product sucks. And I think he is obnoxious and his thing is getting old, how the media keeps giving him the platform. But as far as like turning down the first shoe contract, I mean, if Lonzo is a great player in LA, it's not going to matter. Like he's going to make a ton of money. So um, if he busts, like it's going to suck. Otherwise, I think it's kind of cool. But like LeVar still kind of sucks. So there's things I like and things I don't like. Right. So that's kind of my stance. Um, did you see that highlight video of Lamelo though? Yeah. Oh, tough. Wait, so the the one from their fifty point loss, or just was there new like? I just, there was just like a viral tweet showing him like throwing up really bad shots that were like just terrible shots, and he was just being terrible, pretty much. Yep, yep. I saw that one. Yeah. Like I think I think I feel like Lonzo is legitimately not affected by his dad, but like that poor kid's like seventeen, has a hundred hundred point game mixtape, and everyone's talking about him. It's like, dude, this poor kid, not ready for that kind of publicity. Yeah, uh, it's that. I mean, that whole thing is fat is going to be pretty fascinating. Like I, uh, PJ and I have talked about that quite a bit um, already about Big Baller brand. Like, dude, I mean, it's. The product is pretty ugly. Uh, it, it's a huge and interesting gamble if uh, if the three kids end up all making it to the NBA. I mean, it could be successful, but I, I I still think you have to have somewhat of a design for your stuff. I'm just not really <laughs> feeling it, but I don't know. True. It's weird. True. True. Um, but, yeah, let's – uh, shout out to the balls controlling my Twitter feed for the last three weeks. I mean, I'm kind of over it. <laughs> I'm not over it. I, I like I, I I mean I love. Uh, I mean I love Lonzo. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a great NBA player. Mm-hmm. But Lavar, like I think that once he actually gets drafted, I think it will. I think especially if it's to the Lakers, I think everything will calm down quite a bit. Yeah, I totally agree. 
So we've talked a ton about, and I know we've kind of haven't talked about Katie or LeBron a ton yet, but um, you know, a lot of Steph, a lot of Kyrie, a lot of big names. But you know, last year there were big names on both sides that kind of helped shape the series because you know Harrison Barnes was having an awful series, but there were a few games like Landra Barbosa and Sean Livingston ended up being uh, huge pieces for the Warriors, and then Tristan Thompson. Uh, and Richard Jefferson had huge minutes for the Cavs, and you know, I think I honestly think if Tristan Thompson didn't play as well as he did in games five and six, they probably they probably don't even get to a game seven. So, uh, Peej, if you had to uh, like Cavs or Warriors, who do you think on the bench is going to have a big role in this series? So I was trying to pick and choose between the. Uh, I was mainly focusing on the Cavs side because it's like. They have a couple overlapping pieces, and I—I I mean, I was trying to decide of their basically their three their three point shooting guys. <clears throat> you have Jr. Corver, um, Richard Jefferson to a certain extent, but you have like that that group of, of bench guys, and and which one of them is really gonna show up in a game? Because I think that's gonna be where you see the most impact. Um, in the series is one of those Cavs players hits shots that basically LeBron will latch onto and, and then ends up playing the fourth and is one of those um, essentially would be the, the number f- the, the fifth guy on the, the floor at, at critical points um, and I'm kind of leaning towards uh, towards Corver for I just I, I kind of just had this feeling like I, there's going to be a, a Kyle Corver game kind of like um, I know with like the Heat, I mean, you had like the that one Mike Miller game in, uh, I think it was two thousand. It was in twelve. It was it was when they won their first one. Like, um, yep, I know which one you're talking about. He just, I, I think it was a clincher for them. Um, but like, just like you kind of have that weird, and it kind of just completely, you know, basing it off them both being white guys, <laughs> kind of like feel like Corver might. And just because Corver hasn't been in this situation, you know, he might be kind of numb to it and maybe a little more fo- focused. And um, not that any of them wouldn't be, but just like but he's because a it's his he's first like... time. But yeah, because it's his first time, I think his approach might be different. And I mean, when that dude's on, it's like that's I just could see, see him being that I, that that dude. I'm kind of surprised you're saying that just because he kind of had a rough series against the Celtics. Like, he had one game, they hit a couple trays, but... But, like, you didn't hear about Mike Miller. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, they've collected all these pieces, and it's like, if there's a dude to just get, like, hot, like, kind of out of nowhere, um, I I kind of feel like you might just see a a crazy Kyle Korver game. I mean, it could totally happen. The... He was uh, he was really good against the Pacers. He was really good against the Raptors, uh, especially in Game Four against the Raptors. I think he had like 16 points in the first half. And if you get a half like that from Corver, it's like, I mean, that's a game. Like they're, it, they're I don't think you're going to see a game where the Cavs get. Uh, you, know, you look at Darren Williams and what he did in the in the first half of Game Five for the Cavs, and it's like if they get bench production like that, it's almost impossible because you know that Kyrie, K Love, and LeBron are going to get theirs. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I think the Warriors bench is, like, so huge in this series because, you know, we're kind of looking at it from a standpoint, like, how are the Cavs going to stop the big four? It's like, well, the big four aren't going to be out there all the time. So, like, the Cavs are going to need to kill the bench units, for real, to, like, to 
win some games in this series. So I'm expecting the Warriors to have a pretty short bench, which means like, you know, earlier in the season, Andre Iguodala, I thought was cashed and he's actually been really good for a large part of the season. So I'm kind of queuing in on him. Like he's probably, you know, their second best perimeter defender at this point. And he obviously was huge, the finals MVP two years ago. So for me, I mean, they're going to leave, leave Iguodala open all day. Um, they're going to count on Iguodala to put some time in on LeBron. And, I mean, the Warriors bench is probably going to be, like, three people deep, maybe four. Yeah. Like, I don't expect McCaw to play. I don't expect Ian Clark to play very much. So, I, it's like, I how much juice does – I think I think Ian Clark will play. Yeah, oh, that's okay. who I think. I think Ian Clark's going to get some – But you're right. He's not going to get more than ten minutes. I mean – Yeah. I mean, they're gonna, gonna gonna be, much. they're gonna be counting on Iguodala for huge minutes, and I mean, straight up, we the Warriors haven't even had to try. So, like, I mean, I don't even know how much Iguodala has left in the tank. He's been playing pretty well, so it'll be if he if he's shooting lights out like he did two years ago. I mean, yeah, the, that'll that'll be huge for the Warriors. But why is he le- your least favorite player? Oh, why is Iguodala? Oh, yeah. well, um, numerous reasons. First of all, his arm tattoo is trash. Um, and I hate what looking is it? at it. I don't even. I don't even know what it is. Up top, it's like a basketball that's on fire or something. Yeah. Um, and then second of all, I mean, this is Denver Nuggets deep cuts, but um, <laughs> the Nuggets won 57 games in 2012-2013, and uh, then went on to lose to the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs because Gallo tore his ACL right before then. Um, and it was kind of the Warriors coming out party. Like at that point, I was like, "We're really losing to a fat dude, Draymond Green. This guy sucks." And <laughs> was fat. He, he was so fat then. He was. Yeah, fat. and he. And then next thing you know, he's the you know best defender in the in the league, other than Kawhi. And uh, so during that series, I mean, you guys probably don't remember this, but Mark Jackson came out and was like, "I have a source that said, you know, the Nuggets are trying to sprain Steph's ankle." Blah blah blah. It was like this whole news story. And it was like 100% Andre Iguodala. And uh, then he went on to sign with the Warriors, turned down the Nuggets offer, and then we've been terrible ever since. So, um, Long story short, Andre Iguodala is known as the mole in Nuggets fandom, and he's my least favorite player in the NBA. Well, the good news is that there's light at the end of the tunnel now. So it's you're not going to be terrible for much. You know, I think, that, I think the Nuggets have good things ahead of them. So... Yeah, I ain't, I ain't stressing on that for sure. It's been a, it's been an up and down three or four years, but it's uh, yeah, we're good now. We're fine. But yeah, Andre. I mean, Andre Iguodala is he's he's been an incredible player for a while. Like he's become underrated in Golden State because obviously there's three, four other stars there. Um, so you know, I hope he has a bad finals. But if he has a good finals, that's <laughs> That's huge for the that's huge for the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, if he has a guy. good if he has a good finals, then the Warriors are probably gonna win. Mm-hmm. Because he's gonna other than uh, their big four, he'll get the most minutes than anybody. Like Zaza is gonna essentially split starting center minutes with. Uh, I mean, well, like Draymond's gonna get a ton of minutes there. And then JaVale McGee is probably going to get similar minutes as Zaza will. And then David West might get a little bit of run in there. Ian Clark. And that's going to be it. Like, you're not really yep. seeing anybody else. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, then, like, I I mean, I just – if 
if the Cavs can run on the Warriors bench and like really kill them, like I think Lou's gonna have to do a good job of making sure Kyrie slash LeBron slash Kevin are out there getting a bunch of touches when these when the scrubs are in, you know. Right. Oh yeah. I I mean I I think on paper like a pretty strong argument that the Cavs should like they have the better bench as far as just weapons and options to go off of. Um, but no, what you're you're saying there about Kevin Love, uh, I think yeah, that's where his real strength could be if they stagger him and kind of make him the bum slayer uh, mm-hmm. in, in those kind of moments when the, some of those other guys comes off come off and they that's when he gets a lot of his touches. Uh, that would be an interesting strategy. It's something, I mean, I'm all about the bum slayer on, on teams. I think it's a, a pretty <laughs> effective thing. It's like someone that yeah. I mean, Kevin Love fits like the perfect profile for it. <laughs> um, we I was talking a little bit before we started recording, but like I I want to I want to talk about Tristan Thompson because like he was so huge for the Cavs last year. But if we're, we we got to do role players here, uh, he guys counts. are coming off the bench. Eh, I mean, he I don't counts. even know I don't know if this guy's even going to play for the Cavs because he didn't get much time against the Celtics. But I could see him working well against lineups. Uh, uh, Warriors lineups, and that's uh, Channing Fry. Um, he hasn't got mm. a ton of minutes since the first round, but I think that if you can put him out whenever you have to give Tristan Thompson some rest, stretch the floor, just get four shooters out there with LeBron so you can facilitate um, and get JaVale McGee or Zaza or whoever away from the basket. Now, the Warriors can neutralize that a little bit if you got Draymond, but I think that Draymond I see getting a lot of uh, – I think he's going to be matched up against LeBron a ton, um, and I mean that's no surprise. They're gonna, I think they're gonna throw a lot of different guys to LeBron. I don't, I don't see that you'll, I don't think that you're gonna see him go with the same guy against him for more than a couple minutes no. um, without switching it up. Dude, it's it's easy to forget how much damn shooting is on the Cavs. Like I forgot yeah. about Channing Frye. It's crazy. He didn't even play. I mean, he like <laughs> yeah. barely even played against the Celtics. He got garbage minutes, and that was it. But I could like I could just like if they use him I could see him doing some stuff against the Warriors because he, he runs all right uh, he's not gonna do a ton on the defensive end but I just think I like that matchup and if they have their if they have one of their trash centers and then they can pull mm-hmm. him away from the basket a little bit yeah I mean they I mean Brown straight up can't play one of the centers if they have Fry in there right I mean they're gonna have to go no they're gonna I have think to change it up yeah I think you have Draymond that, at the that five would be, then. Yeah, that would be a good matchup for the Cavs for sure. And you don't even have to go like your full like lineup of death or whatever. Like you can have Sean Livingston in there and have Clay rest when you have Draymond mm-hmm. at the five, or um, you know if you have Ian yeah. Clark. Like honestly, Sean Livingston is so tall. If you like really wanted to play him at the three and KD at the four, and then uh, yeah, Ian Clark at the two and keep Steph in there. Like you got a lot of options with that. It's just who yeah. even knows, man. Like I. I got, we, we might as well start jumping in on LeBron a little bit because we haven't talked about him too much. And I, th- I, I, I see LeBron, like it would not surprise me if at the end of this series LeBron was playing 45-plus minutes a game. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. And I think that the Cavs are going to have to do it if they want to win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is – I mean, shouts to PJ. PJ, you were saying this going into the playoffs or whatever, like – um, Ultra, you might have said this too. I don't remember, but I mean, this is what LeBron's been gearing up for, right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. the, the switch has been off for a long time, and it's you know kind of got turned on a little bit against these scrubs in the Eastern Conference. 
And yeah, I mean, he's gonna play a lot, right? <laughs> oh yeah, he's, he's well. Gonna... If he stays out of foul trouble, yeah, he'll be. I'm a little, I think he'll be. He generally has not had a ton of many issues staying out of foul trouble, even though he is fairly aggressive on defense and like getting steals and going for blocks and stuff. But uh, I don't know, like game. Uh, game four against the Celtics was kind of like a wake-up call. Like, oh, if LeBron does stupid shit like this for half, it could, you know, that, like, he can't have a half against the Warriors that he does that. Otherwise, the Cavs are screwed. Right. I, I mean, yeah. I I have uh, really high expectations for LeBron uh, overall for this. I mean, probably, at this point, everything the dude has done, it's like, I'm basically like, done being like reserved about his abilities and just like all right i'm gonna expect the absolute world out of him and then we'll see like have him fall short of like being a little god on the basketball court like he <laughs> falls like one shade below that like that's that's fine but i'm like we're talking and it's like all right let's have him defend steph and KD. let's have him score 35 like I just set it all on the table like all in i think um I know we're going to get to that kind of at the end. Um, so I'll, I'll save the real points for that piece. But I did want to talk about Tristan. I know you were going to say him ultra. I think I don't think we'd be doing this series right if we don't talk about him because he mm-hmm. is – I mean, I think Tristan Thompson is like a – for when you use the word like dominance, um, he's dominant, uh, you know, for what he does. Well, the way he his rebounds. Impact. Like he's yeah. one of the best rebounders. That's what I mean. Especially like, yeah. on the offensive. Uh, offensively, he's like, I don't know, man. He's just talented when it comes he's, to that. Yeah, he's a dominant offensive. Yeah, he's a dominant offensive rebounder. Um, yep. Maybe one of the best. Like so, um, and I think for him, like he was definitely one of the guys. I'm look. I mean, he had a huge impact last year, um, and and just gave everyone fits. Uh, so I mean I yeah. I need him to do that same yeah you know, if you're the Cavs you need Tristan Thompson to be you know 100% in on those and is like to bring it um, cuz I, I think his his ability in there really does hurt the Warriors from setting up their death lineup in a lot of ways um, cuz he 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 showed and an, when Draymond was in there when Draymond was out like there was there was not not a lot that the Warriors showed last year that they could do against uh, against Tristan. Yeah, I mean he he's an incredible player. Like in this era where literally everything is about speed and shooting, and he is dominant in kind of an old school role. And you know he can obviously stick with perimeter players defensively, which is even you know modern. That's that's what makes him such an incredible defender. But um, I mean, that's the one area that the Cavs have, like, a clear advantage, right? Rebounding. Yeah. Like, as a team, and then obviously Tristan's the best rebounder. So if they can dominate that aspect of the game, that goes a long way for them, for sure. Well, and I think, like, on top of everything you guys just said that Tristan Thompson does well, the reason that you can keep playing him there is because he can defend guys. Like, he, he's not going to – he's not devastating as a defender on the perimeter – but he holds his own even when he's out there against Steph, even if he's out there against Clay. Like he moves his feet so well since he is undersized for a center. But, you know, like in this the modern NBA, he's almost perfect. Like rim runner, great rebounder, can switch and like hold his own defensively. 
he's just like he's he's what they need. And another big thing is if if the guy can keep knocking down his free throws, which he shot really well, uh, like he's gonna he's gonna get hacked a ton because he's like he's gonna he's gonna be the best offensive center on the court every game of this series. Like no one yeah. should be able to guard him. Like he's not. He's just so much more athletic than everybody. He he should be able to you know make some stuff happen, and he's much less of a liability if he's actually shooting seventy, eighty percent from the line as opposed to like fifty. Yeah, but and- I appreciate the Tristan Thompson love because he's uh, he's going to be a big key to the Cavs if they want to make a run. He's great, and he gave us the best moment of the of the playoffs when LeBron said uh- he hasn't gone bald. <laughs> yeah, and Tr- Tristan was like, "Uh, you sure?" <laughs> Dude, yeah, that so expression. Good. I couldn't. The couldn't expression believe, he made was. Oh, I couldn't believe the LeBron expression he made was just. Oh, I mean, <laughs> at this point, like, <laughs> it was all about LeBron. That that like game five. End of game five was just like literally just like. Let's talk about everything about LeBron. Like all topics, LeBron. So of course the baldness <laughs> has to come up. I, I'm glad. I can't did. believe, man. I can't believe he said that. Like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, Play he had denied fire, it. Braun. He had denied it and never, or he had never acknowledged it for <laughs> 13, 14 years of being in the league. And now he broke, breaks this out. It's just very, I don't know, it's surprising. It's great. Yeah, dude. Hey, after, dude, after Braun won the finals last year, it's just been a great ride, man. He's just, just a weight's been lifted. It has. It would be ama- It would be so weird to see LeBron just full bald, like a hundred percent. I don't want very, to see it. I don't. I don't want. I don't either, dude. Like the give me. You can let that recede. The hairline recede. That you just like. You just have the side stuff around your head. Like well, he has to go back to a headband. He has to go. You'd have to go back to a headband if you went bald, though. That would be his saving grace. Like the thickest headband. Yeah, the like 2000s thick headband. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Like the OG mellow headband. Are do rags allowed in the NBA? No. I don't know. You sure? Nah. No, but if you look at like old LeBron, like his, when he first came in the league, like he, he still, like, they were, that thick headband was mm. still there. Like, mm-hmm. he needs to dust that thing off and like just put that back, back on. He'd be okay then okay. if he went bald. I mean,. This is, I mean, seeing Braun is bad news for anyone that's going bald because, like, literally the most famous athlete on planet Earth, he can't fix this. Yeah, a physical <laughs> specimen can't keep his hair. Can't like, keep his hair. He's got yeah. a bazillion and dollars. Has, and no, has clearly nothing. tried has clearly tried everything to make it go back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would I would take being bald, though, to be LeBron. Like, if that's, like, your trade. Like, oh, you have all these gifts, but you're going to be just have the worst hair. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm good with that. <laughs> no, dude, I'll, I'll take just... my I'll take my full head of hair and not being professional athlete. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot take. My accounting job is going great. <laughs> <laughs> just don't get fired. That's the truth. <laughs> um, well, I, uh, I as much as I enjoy talking about uh, LeBron and him uh, continuing just to lose all of his hair, I. Uh, I did want to talk to you guys, like how how good does LeBron have to play in this series for for the Cavs to win? Because um, we expect greatness out of him, especially out how he closed out the series last year. Uh, his game seven was not overwhelming. Like I mean, I think he put up like twenty eight seven and seven, which is like average for LeBron. But uh, you know, he had 
you know, the the like what 45, 12, and 10 uh, in game five that that you know Kyrie put up huge numbers. I I guess from the spectrum of you know LeBron and game three against the Celtics this year versus the the fourth quarter against the Pistons in I think 07 when he scored the team's last like 30 points how how good does LeBron have to play in order for the Cavs to win um, well PJ you go take it okay I got it I got it I'm on it uh I'm I'm not really worried about him offensively I think um you know, I think if he continues to play at this level, like obviously maybe take it up one notch, but like, you know, I expect him to be good to great offensively. Um, and the interest, I think one of the most important things is going to be drawing fouls on, if they're going to put Draymond on LeBron for extended amounts of time and draw fouls on him, you know, so I think that's going to be really important. I expect him to do that. I think like you, you said you watched Game Six, Game Seven from last year. LeBron was dominant defensively, kind of in like, you know, almost even as a rim protector at some points. And so I think, you know, especially, you know, if you think he's going to be on KD the whole game, I think you almost need him on the defensive end as much as I expect greatness on the offensive end at this point from him. I mean, he's going to get in the paint on them and dish it. So, yeah, I just I think we need to see a dominant defensive performance, which is asking a lot. Yeah, I mean, I what do you think, think Yeah, I, I mean, I think dominant like as I'm expecting greatness from him. Like, I mean, I just sorry, kind of said it. Like, I'm just gonna set the bar, you know, max for everything that the dude can do, and just <laughs> see where it falls from there. Like, I'd rather just be like slightly disappointed in him than just like underestimate his abilities. Um, I, I mean, the one thing with him that's always the factor is how's he, how's he shooting um, offensively. Um, if he's able to get his outside shot going um, and do that for two, three of the games, we're definitely going to have a seven-game series. Um, you know, it's there's not there's nothing anyone on the Warriors can do uh, if LeBron's making his jump shot. But uh, mm-hmm. I liked what you said, Deuce, though, about him in the line. I think that's going to be a real key point there, and then. It's not just him getting the line, but I need LeBron to at least shoot 70%, 75% from the free throw line uh, and get there. Because, um, yeah, every time he puts his head down, like, he's going to get an and one. But it's you know, I need to see him shoot a, shoot a, a solid percentage from the line uh, in this series. But um, as far as, you know, everything, I think just, yeah, just be the normal, the dominating force. Um, and just kind of be the looming looming piece that um, he has been. And, um, yeah, if he's able to do anything close to this little stretch he had last year um, in those those last three games of the finals last year, um, yep. it's going to be, it's gonna be um, incredible. I mean, this, this series is, um, and I don't think it's an exaggeration as far as, like, NBA history goes, is like a very critical point. Like we're basically this series is going to determine like how we look at the just like landscape of the league as a whole um, from the perspective of you know if LeBron beats the Warriors, actually does it and pulls it off, like he has inserted himself as the top the top three of all time. Like no question. Like you're mm-hmm. you're he's at the table. Well, like, some people are still gonna have questions. You. <laughs> 
they're gonna they're mm, gonna be some I, people with questions. I'm not saying I'm one of them, but uh, no. If yeah. he does that, it's truly one of the greatest things ever. Like, I mean, it is. Um, I hope we can have that conversation and just like to really break down that piece of it. It's uh, not really worth anyone's time to do it now i think you know if anyone follows the yeah a lot league, needs to happen between now and then right and i think anyone that follows the league just should acknowledge the gravity of that and i don't think lebron of anyone is uh you know uh, unaware of it too i think if, if anyone knows it <laughs> yeah if anyone in the world aware. knows it like he he yeah lebron's been aware of it for quite some time i think the minute kevin durant signed with uh the Warriors. It was. It was clear this was going to be LeBron's probably greatest challenge that he'd have. And if he overcomes this and achieves this, like there's nothing else you can throw in front of that dude. Where I'd say like he can't do if he takes down this team this year with every you know everything that you consider there. So um, I'm setting the bar at greatness, um, and then we'll we'll see where it falls from there. Yeah, I. Uh... I mean, I think he's going to have to have the best series of his career to win. Um, I would feel More better. Than last year? What yeah. if he just did with last year? I mean, that's like. No. No. If he, do, if he does what he does last year and Steph is still bad, you got you to gotta count on KD to play at the same level that Harrison Barnes played last year. And that is impossible. <laughs> it's just that's not going to happen. Um, and Deuce, great point. Uh, he's going to have to – I mean, he's gonna, it's going to be the toughest defensive matchup he's ever had because you're right. I, I really – he probably is going to have to guard Kevin Durant almost every minute Katie's on the floor. And as good as LeBron is defensively when he's trying – uh, Kevin Durant still is like a top three player. You could argue he's the best scorer in the league. I mean, he's yeah. just oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, like just all things considered, he's he's not as good of, of a, as a passer as LeBron, uh, and he he just hasn't been uh, in the finals or you know on the biggest stage enough to really compare the two yet. But and this is kind of transitioning to the next thing I want to talk about is like we haven't talked about Kevin Durant very much, uh, but I think that. This is this is a this is a very important series to his legacy. When you think look at the bat, at back when you look back at KD's career and what he was able to do, even if he is with the Warriors and he's going to get shit no matter what, because if they do win, it's going to be you know you you only won because you were with three other All Stars and uh, you know, like what does that really I, mean? But I mean, almost Hall of Fame locks for two of them. Yeah, I yeah. I, I mean. I would. I mean, you. I don't know who. Who are the so Steph and Clay? Yeah, Draymond. Uh, but yeah, Locke is Locke is all right. That was all a little. Four. That was a all little four. I mean, all th- all of them will be. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> I see. I think Clay is more of a lock just because if you look at some of the things he's like single game performances, uh, three point shooting alone. Yeah, yeah, I think he's are. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, sorry, not to interrupt. Keep going. No, I mean, it's just go ahead, PJ. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, to I think the the better way to, to phrase this more than anything is like, you look at who has the most to gain and who has the most to lose. If you're just taking LeBron and KD, in my opinion, like, yeah, KD has everything to lose if he loses yeah. this. Um, but LeBron has 
just exponential amounts to gain. Like, if KD wins, okay, you did what you were supposed to. Like, you should win if you're them. Like, he would just have hit expectations with this team. But, you know, if he loses this, like, that's mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Dude, that's, I mean, that's exactly what I wrote down. Like, there's more at stake for KD probably because LeBron's playing with house money. I don't think, I mean, I think the Warriors are the heavy favorites. And, yep. you know, if LeBron loses, it's, yeah, you win against a team with, you know, four all-stars. Um, I mean, KD loses and LeBron wins. We're, like, we're talking about one of the most incredible victories of all time in a seven-game series. I mean, shit, across any sport. And... You know, KD, we're like, all right, well, you're on two in the finals. Um, Against LeBron. And you had the better team, probably. So, um, this year, definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's no question this year. I mean, yeah, it's hard to compare the the first go around because James Harden, well, they were all so young, but, you know, James Harden wasn't James Harden yet, and Serge was kind of still becoming what he, well, he he hadn't peaked yet. No, yeah. they were all super young. I mean, honestly, I I would say from just a, who does this mean more for? Like, I would say LeBron just because his legacy is so much more relevant to the le- like history of the NBA, um, than KD. But yeah, I mean, if KD loses this, that's pretty. That's not a good look. No, no. And no, really, it's, it's a, and not like warriors to go one and two when you've had the three most successful regular seasons ever in a row and you know to talk all the shit that they talk and they go one and two i mean it'll be one of the biggest nba what ifs in history especially like i mean this team isn't but ever gonna like they're in so far away from trying to mess with the core that they have i mean they they're in like pretty rare company, but in a few years from now, when we're looking at what they're going to do with Clay and what they're going to do with Draymond and what those two guys want to do, if they lose this series, the Warriors may be different a few years from now because of that. Is I guess is what I'm getting at. And like, there's a lot like they could win two championships the next two years from now, and it could be different. But yeah, I mean, yeah, if they, they went, if they went in a seven year stretch, they won three finals, like. You're still talking about it was a dominant team, but if yeah they lose this, I, I just I still would say it would it would say more about LeBron than it does them. It just it really yeah. gives us the the best barometer as far as like just the greatness of LeBron if he wins and just like the just how dominant and just everything. It just I think what the Warriors have done, if anything, is set the the like farthest point of the benchmark you could set when you're assessing LeBron's talent and just like his dominance in this era is if he beats them because there's there's no reason he should at all and like I but I I do think if yeah KD's not able to rise up and be a factor and and be the difference maker and help them win I mean but still it's like if he wins it's like okay you should have done that so congrats but it does then set him up to then, you know, build his legacy as far as, like, a dominant run in, in collecting multiple championships. Because he's definitely in a similar situation that LeBron was when he went to Miami, um, where it's like, I've basically accomplished everything I can individually, 
now I'm at this phase where I need to start collecting the, the championships. Like that's, that's where the focus needs to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, I mean, you guys both put that pretty well. It's just like, which is more important, what LeBron's legacy could become, like right. kind of putting him up in the conversation of MJ, or is that more important than what KD would be doing if they won, and that's just like kind of getting him in the front door? Just like, yeah. You know, no one right. gets really talked about if you can't even get a championship under your belt, and KD With hasn't gotten team. there yet. Yeah. So uh, I think the obvious answer is LeBron, but if if KD isn't going to get on the board this year, it's like when is this going to happen? Yeah. And he's yeah. just he's so good, and you see flashes of guys just like he's unstoppable. It's like he had a game game three against the Jazz uh, comes to mind of this of this Lord. playoffs. Uh, you know, he's like pretty fresh off off uh, coming back from an injury still. And he just like put the entire team on his back when everyone was having an off night. And if he's able to do that against the Cavs, they're just going to have a really tough time because yeah. mm-hmm. or, the, the Cavs just aren't as aren't as talented as crazy as that is to say, given the, yeah. you know, the guys that they have on this team. It's cr- it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I mean what? Yeah. Look at Katie. I mean, like at Katie's game, game one against the Spurs. I mean, I know Kawhi goes out, but still, like, just they handed the ball over to him. Like, Katie just went and kind of won them that game for the most part, um, as well. Yep, you're right. I mean, they have two of the two of the top five players in the NBA. You know, top six depending on how low you are about staff right now. Yeah. Um, like every team in the NBA is trying to get one of those for. You know, that's that's the whole point of making a team in the NBA, and they have two. So, they're incredible. Well, too bad Steph doesn't play like a top six player in the finals, right? Because they'd probably be in better shape if he played like that. Uh, so I am mad, uh, mad at that, dude. But, uh, <laughs> so salty about Steph. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I am no a idea. little bit. And I, like, I like Steph. Uh I just I want to see I, I want to see somebody that's like personally like the last person that really went up against LeBron in the playoffs and is like I'm gonna like I'm gonna outplay that guy. I mean it's I mean maybe Tim Duncan, but Dirk definitely did it. Like when he his Kawhi first year it. in Miami, like no we haven't seen. I mean yeah, Kawhi that was kind of Kawhi's coming out party. Yeah, but yeah. you just don't. I haven't seen it for a little while. I, I want to see it, and even though Steph doesn't match up against him too often. Like, just bring your A game for a series and let's see what yeah. happens. I'll, t- I'll tell you, um, he certainly has not started off this finals week very well, showing showing a killer instinct with that Aisha rap that he stood next to. Oh, uh, yeah. So, we're already, Wait, he's already your, taken an L. Did your, did a friend of yours tweet that, Deuce, or did? <laughs> yeah, which is funny. One of my, one of my boys from high school, uh, he works for the news in San Francisco. So, like, he's gone viral a few times just because he's, he has, like, a press pass to the Warriors. So yeah, he actually did tweet that, and Bleacher Report picked it up from his from his account. So that's kind of dope. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out at Sam Houston. Give him a follow. Good dude. Yeah, that's uh, not. not I, I'm surprised that he was even there. Honestly, I was surprised to see that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. props to you for supporting your wife. I guess, man, just like <sighs> not good timing. But uh, let, let's. Uh, I, I'd like to get your guys' predictions for this series. Yeah, let's let's get into this. Who wants to go first? 
I'll I'm the I'm the guest. Yeah. I'll go first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm the guest. Go I'll go first. Guest first. I'll, yeah, I'll do that. Um last week on on my pod I said Warriors in four or five, but I've switched it to Warriors in seven. Um, oh wow. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a pretty big swing. I know. <laughs> I just swing. I think I think I think I made that prediction right after game three or uh oh. what, game four? I don't know. Oh, and uh okay. game three, the Marcus Smart game. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. I uh, <laughs> I just think I mean I think the warrior the Warriors are the better team and I kind of what I said earlier I think Steph has a pretty good finals uh, and that kind of just pushes them over the edge. Um, I do think I think the interesting thing that we haven't really talked about yet is like Kevin Love sucked in the finals last year, um, but he had to stop. But until until Game <laughs> Seven he, he had a good Game Seven for real. And so he's actually playing like amazing basketball right now. So like, you kind of that's kind of something going for the Cavs. I think LeBron's good for a win. I think the Warriors are good for a bad game. And I think you know Kyrie and K Love are good for a win. So I think I think it goes Game Seven. And I think Katie and Steph kind of pull out, pull it out. Um, yeah, my prediction for MVP is KD. So that's my that's my kind of general overview yeah sorry k love you didn't get a lot of sh- you didn't get a lot of uh talk this <laughs> pod but i think you'll be all right man <laughs> like keep doing what you're doing yeah that, okay that being said i want the cat i'm gonna be pulling for the Cavs so hard like i almost yeah, i almost yeah. cried after game seven yet last year <laughs> jr i haven't even shouted my boy out my favorite nba player of all time jr smith um I mean, besides Nikola Jokic, he's actually number two. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'll be pulling for the Cavs, but I just, I, I just think the Warriors are two good guys. I mean, you might be right. Uh, that's Pe- Peach. What uh, do you agree with, Deuce? What do you think? So I mean, I think it really comes down to if you really look at our country, you know, you're gonna have the blue collar folks in Cleveland versus the Valley. In the high high end, the, the tech the tech world, you know what does America need right now? I think it's it's all about the working man right now. It needs to be LeBron becomes the the man of the people. Uh, Cavs win in seven. I uh, the theme is I love it, and I've said <laughs> I I've, I've, I'm stop I'm done I'm done trying to play the game of like basically like lower the bar for LeBron like. So like, well, you know, I don't know if he can do this much. It, no, I'm I'm setting in all the chips in the table and saying like, LeBron be be great, be the greatest. Um, let's see it. Like, there's there's not gonna be a better test for him than this this series. Um, and yeah, I think if if he's able to do it, it it just it changes changes the way everyone talks about the NBA's history. Um, so yeah, I'm uh. I'm gonna say LeBron, be the greatest, and like yeah, where he fall if he falls short of that, then you know we'll, we'll assess. But uh, <laughs> at this point, I, I just I can't make an argument because every time, yeah, let's go Cavs because yeah, there's nothing the dude has done to this point that's made me go like, oh man, like yeah, he was good, but he wasn't great. You know, he's been great, especially this seven year run, going to seven straight finals. Um, like that alone. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna say LeBron, show me greatness, and and we'll we'll go from there. 
So I think that after six games, it's going to be tied 3-3 for a lot of the reasons that you said, Deuce. Um, I just think that you get a huge LeBron game that he just he, – he plays so well. There's The Warriors just don't really have much of a chance. Uh, I think that you don't – like I just don't think the Warriors are clicking – they're not – clicking at 100% right now and I just don't see it mm-hmm. happening. Um well dude, I mean like Wait, Cle- what? I mean they're doing all right. Like they're not But dude, <laughs> I mean Clay is shooting 30 35% from the field. Like they don't have Clay going. Draymond hasn't hasn't been a great scorer in the playoffs. They like they could be better than this. I and I know that. Yeah, I mean that's true. That's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's not true. You can you can bank on Steph not playing well in the first six games, and definitely not in game seven. Uh, and and I don't uh, like I don't. Steph, and Steph's then gonna I set a finals record for like most points scored. Now. <laughs> this is all just crap. I don't. Uh, and then uh, I don't think I don't think Kyrie lets them lose in game, in the seventh game, and I think the Cavs win in seven. Like I. Like Kyrie, Damn. I said this towards the beginning of the season. Like I think Kyrie, Kyrie is the most clutch player in the NBA in my mind. Like I just, I think that he, I think if you when you put that guy in high stress situations, he responds better than anyone. And he figured it out last year, and he's just playing the best ball of of his season going into the finals. And I just, I think that the ball bounces the Cavs' way, and they and they pull it off. Kyrie's heart rate says. Damn it, guys! Why did you not tell me? Time. Why did you not tell me we were going Cavs, guys? God, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all sorry, about, man. I hey, love you, it. as long I as you're it. pulling, as long as you're pulling for the Cavs, dude. I, I, that's fine. Oh, I'm pulling for the Cavs. Um, my thing, why I'm thinking ultra. I mean, why I'm thinking Warriors. Like, I, I agree with you, Ultra, that they're not clicking on all cylinders. But I, for me, it's like what a bad thing do? for us because yeah. like they just haven't had to try. Yeah, I mean they were like the Spurs were running their freaking offense through Jonathan Simmons. I mean, like I don't right, know. But I'm the scared one, of the Warriors the one, in full the, blown trying mode. The one game that the Warriors really had to try though was Game One against the Spurs, and they were down 25 when Kawhi was beating that ass. Kawhi yeah. got hurt. So I, you're not wrong. I mean the the Cavs the Cavs have got to get off to quick starts in these games to like that's when they had the most success last year so they could just jump on them in the first quarter. Um, you I don't you know, know man. You want to know a little stat though, Ultra? Yeah, hit me. Uh, how you know how many games LeBron James game ones LeBron James has won in his career in the finals? One. Yep, it was 2011 when he lost. Huh. So good to know. Well, Chew on that. If you're a betting man, that might <laughs> be some good that. info to know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, what we'll have you, to... Alter I wonder how though. he does against the spread in game ones. What? Mm. Would you say, though, Kyrie's uh, heart rate in clutch situations is flat like the earth? It's <laughs> 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 definitely not flat. Um... You know, not his heart rate, not you know the Earth. Maybe I don't know, but uh, we're, uh, we're 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 running long, guys. We should we should probably close up shop. But uh, Deuce, this is really fun. Thanks for thanks for coming on the pod. Why don't you? Uh, we want to. I want to. You know, I'm sure our listeners want to hear a little bit about your podcast so they can listen in. Yeah, man. My yo. Thanks for having me, guys. This was fun, dude. Like I'm down to talk about basketball for an hour and fifteen minutes anytime. So. Um, 
I have a podcast on the Rock Sports. It's pretty much, I mean, we try to focus on the Broncos. Um, you know, so if you have any friends that are Broncos fans, we get we get pretty in depth. So definitely, definitely check us out at OTR Sports Denver on Twitter. But really, I'm a lot more active from my at Childusi account. So, you know, um, yeah, really appreciate you guys having me on. It was fun. And uh, yo, you you guys will have to come on at some point. I don't know if we're I don't I don't know if we're playing the Bears or Dolphins this season. I don't Bears, remember. But. Bears, the Bears and uh, Broncos have a another, they have a preseason game again. I think oh, okay. the I think the Dolphins play the Broncos during the season. So. P, PJ, if you want to have a John Fox roast sesh, I'm oh. all in on. I'm all for that. Oh. I will. I can. <laughs> I can. I can offer some content there. Uh, dude, I don't. <laughs> I don't know PJ, if I have enough time. I PJ like, may not be able to handle that. Yeah, that would be. We'll see how this. I think he's gonna get fired. So like, I don't know <laughs> if it's worth my energy. But this, this, uh, let's save this for an in and out, or let's save. Yeah, we got. We'll right, have to yeah. talk. This is too long of a conversation. But yeah, dude. Anytime. Glad that you you could come on. And uh, where are you guys gonna watch uh, game one? Um, I mean, is it still not for another six weeks? I feel like we've got a little while before, <laughs> before game. It I forgot it was even the season. Um, I'm probably just going to walk, dude. I mean, I live on like the gentrification, like hipster <laughs> side of Austin, Texas, and there's literally one freaking sports bar. So I'll probably be there. I'm there every oh, week. Is that the one that PJ and I went to the last time we saw you? Um, Watched I a lot don't. of SEC football there. The Spurs oh, no, basketball no, no. thing. Yeah, that that was downtown. But okay. on the on the on the east side, there's only one bar. So I'll be there. Hey, shout out Haymaker. <laughs> PJ, you gonna watch it at home or you got a spot? I think I think this. Yeah, I think game one we're gonna watch from home, um, and then we'll we'll go from there. I've got an off day. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. I have an off game. It's my bye week in softball, so. Oh, you nice. Go out for it. Yeah, uh, maybe surprising to you guys, but Twin Cities folk don't get too riled up for the NBA up here. So, um, probably just going to be watching this one at home. But I, uh, <laughs> I'm excited, guys. It's going to be great. It has been way too long since we've had a basketball. But uh, as always, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, check us out at the Point Forward NBA. Um, dot com. Check us out on Twitter at the Point Forward. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, and uh, we'll talk to everyone soon after game one, I'm sure.